Hello and welcome to the latest from Heart Standard. My name is Joe Sked and once again I'm joined by my colleague James Kearney as we are here to look back at Heart of Midlothian's 4-1 win over Airdrieonians in the Scottish Cup fifth round on Sunday evening. The win secures Hearts passage into the quarterfinal where we will meet Greenock Morton for a place at Hamden Park in the semi-finals. Now, firstly, apologies for being a fair bit later than the quarter pass I put down. I had uh, some dog issues that I had to uh, attend to, so that was uh, that was the reason behind that. Oh, there's always something, always something uh, pops up. But um, yeah, how's how's it going, James? Oh, I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, um, well, it's been a good wee day. Yeah, I'm doing well, doing well, and uh, looking forward to getting back to dissecting another Hearts win. It's becoming yeah, it's becoming it's, quite it's, a habit these days. Yeah, it's almost boring. Winning, winning all the time. Uh, and I, I, I say that very, very uh, tongue-in-cheek. Uh, I'll never get bored of... Uh, I'm, I'm now thinking bored. of that, um, you know, that Donald Trump um, speech he gave that time where he was like, oh, you're going to win all the time. You're going to win so much. You're going to say, no, no, that's enough winning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's... Um, I didn't expect you to pull out a Donald Trump impression, uh, impression but no. They, well, you know, uh, we are talking about Airdrie and they do have that flag. So, of you know. course, of course. They, 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 all, all interlinks. So... James, how did you think yesterday went? I seen I see Liam put in there uh, pipe and slippers uh, football from Hearts. Yes, very professional. Some of our partners of play yesterday were su- superb. That's something that Reese McCabe said. Airdrie boss said afterwards he called it a prof- uh, he praised Hearts professionalism. And then of course you put in yeah you put up a piece analysing game on the site this afternoon and you were kind of talking about the patterns of play, the shape, and it was it was. It was a very different Hearts performance in the fact that we actually scored goals in the first half and it was pretty comfortable from there on. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the game was basically wrapped up on 21 minutes. I mean, with, with the greatest of respect to Airdrie, you know, but, you know, obviously if Hearts going 3-0 up that early on, it's an aw- you know, it's an awfully, awfully big ask for them to get back into the game. Um, so, yeah, I thought that, you know, Hearts were brilliant. Yeah, they came flying at the traps. Um, you know, I, I think as well, the, the three goals, it might have been, well, been the, their first three shots on goal, well, they all went in, you know, <laughs> but they're all really well worked move. And I think the thing that really stood out to me was about the three goals. They're all quite different, but they're all absolutely excellent in, the, in their own way. I mean, you got the first goal where uh, it's a great team move. Um, it all starts with Shanklin dropping deep to collect the ball off Halkett. Um, he plays a great ball off Neuenhoff. Neuenhoff drives up the wing, draws some men towards him. They shift the ball out over to Forrest. And then at that point, it's just all about get the ball to get the ball to Cochrane. They do that. Cochrane's in acres of space. And then the one thing I noticed, I didn't notice at the time, but I noticed it watching the game back this morning was when Cochrane goes to hit the ball, when he hits cross into Shanklin to score, the amount of options he's got to hit is just insane. Like, I mean, so he could have a goal himself quite easily if he wanted to, and you know, it would probably be a decent shot. You've got Neuenhoff running across to face a goal, you've got Vargas at the back post. You've got Forrest just hanging outside the D, and you've got Grant and Shankland both attacking the space in between the centre halves. So that's about six or seven players that it could score. You know, it's, it's absolutely remarkable. So I think, you know, that was really encouraging. Um, and particularly the fact that Shankland, you know, starts to move at the halfway line, essentially. And it's only really when the ball gets worked to Cochrane that you see him kind of busting a gut, trying to get it forward, and then he gets there in the end. But the fact that he's able to, you know, both start the move and finish it off is something that's really great. Obviously, it's something that. You know, Shankland in that kind of number 10 role is something that we did see a lot last season. Um, but again, he's not done it 
loads this uh, this campaign under Naismith, but I was really, really impressed with him. Uh, I thought Callum Noonhoff, again, <clears throat> had a brilliant game. Um, would have been man of the match, probably, if not for Shank. You know, Shanklin scores twice, and you kind of go, oh, well, it kind of got to be him, doesn't it? Same as every week, you know, it's like, Shanklin's man of the match, but then there's other players who did well as well. You know, so I thought Noonhoff today, I thought Cochrane had a really good game, and I thought Kenneth Vargas had a great game as well. I mean, his run for the the second goal, absolutely superb. Again, like you yes. can see, when you watch it back, you can see the Airdrie back line. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Like uh, the left back in particular is about maybe five yards deeper than the rest of the team, which is just asking for trouble. But you know Vargas, you know times has run to perfection. The ball from Halkett's perfect. It's absolutely brilliant ball forward, and then you know, obviously Vargas gets in behind the scores. You know, then even. After the third goal, I mean, a few minutes after that, he almost did it again when he kind of got the ball out wide, <clears throat> got past his man, was <clears throat> maybe let down by a wee bit by his touch, could have squared it across to Grant or Forrest as this first happened. So all in all, I mean, it was really, really encouraging. And of course, yeah, Neuenhoff's goal was just brilliant. You know, again, like a really, really well-worked solo goal, but even the likes of <clears throat> Len Bikisa and Vargas were really important in it in the way the kind of positions they took up, which kind of allowed... Neuenhoff to just get charged down the wing because basically Lembekisa was in the outside, uh, meaning that somebody had to deal with, had to kind of cover that. Vargas kind of held his position and drifted inside, meaning someone had to deal with that. But it just meant that Neuenhoff had loads of space to get to. So it meant that by the time he gets to the edge of the box, no one's been put a foot in. <clears throat> and then when he does get to the edge of the box, it's just, it, it does really well with his touch inside and <clears throat> the dummy to kind of sit the Airdrie, Airdrie man down and then really finish after it. Yeah, I think watching watching that go back specifically was just how his composure that he found on the edge of the mm. box rallying. He, he kind of he was going to he was he was going to shoot, and then he realised actually no. So he just takes that wee pause, and you look at kind of just summed up Newhoff's game in general. I think it's been it's, t- it's certainly taken a while for fans and even I think for ourselves to appreciate uh, Newhoff because even last week we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about something that you might want to write in terms of what's <laughs> what's Newenhoff good at, but is 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 there's there's not there's nothing he's really good at. There's, he's not got a standout quality, but next with absolute adores him, and it's uh, you can you can see by the, the amount of minutes he plays. The but I just I think he just gives you a lot of wee things. I, a little, and this is something I'm going to write for a piece tomorrow. Just a lot of little. Naismith talks about small steps or small details, sorry, mm. uh, small details. And, and Newhoff seems to provide those kind of small small details. It's it's his composure on the ball. He, he takes a touch, he'll pause, and he's really good at enticing players towards him, then shifting on. He never really looks flustered, and that's kind of his personality, which he's had to kind of change a bit for Scottish football, what he talked about after the game with us, with, with us yesterday. But he, is, he, he seems to be growing... In confidence and growing in an understanding of what is what Scottish football, but without losing the qualities that he brings, that makes him the player he is. No, absolutely, and I think that you know, I think particularly over the last few weeks, okay, yes, he scored two goals, like two very good goals. But I think even if you take those away, you'd still be really impressed with the way he's played. Because again, like the goals yeah. are nice, and that's a nice bonus. But you know, it's not really his job. It's not really what he's there to do. Like you say, it's just you know, it's quite an understated role he does, and. It's not maybe the most eye-catching or sexy at times, you know. If it's just you know, kind of maybe similar to someone like Benny Beningamy, where you know, it's a really important role he does and it's really effective. But it's not always, you know, shouldn't having loads of shots or taking on men or that kind of thing. But you're right. I mean, one of the things that really stood out to me, particularly against Airdrie, was 
he's great at drawing the man towards him and then releasing it yep. at just the right moment. I mean, again, you look back at the first goal, he drives forward. I think it's at least two, maybe even three energy players he kind of draws towards him before then shifting it infield. And as soon as it's shifted infield, you know, again, their hearts are just one pass away from getting to Cochrane. And since Cochrane's got it, it's surely a goal. So again, the, little things like that are just really, yeah. they're really encouraging to see. And it was that was something noticeably in the St. Johnson game is the amount of times that St. Johnson midfielder went to press him, and then this, he would just move it just as the guy was getting close to him, and then the reaction of the St. Johnson player was like, "Damn it, I was close to him, but I never actually never actually got there." And I think sometimes when you look at him, and we've we've certainly been critical of him. There's there's games where we've sat and just spoke about like what is what's he doing in midfield? He's, he's he's like the game's passing him by, and like surely Naismith's going to take uh, take him off. But I think we've spoken about it before. If you probably take him out of the, the team, and you'll probably notice his presence um, even more when he's when, when he's not there. The missing presence he, uh, presence he has. So yeah, I think it's. It's encouraging signs um, to go forward. He's not by means not all the perfect, uh, perfect midfielder just yet. He's still going to take time to really, really find his feet and provide the the, the best he can. The Naismith have talked about him finding levels, but it was interesting just seeing Graham and uh, Liam just mentioned some of the comments they put in the the, the chat. Uh, Graham was talking about I see Hearts want to make Devlin more of a box to box player than a, a, a defensive midfielder. That's something uh, Naismith spoke to I think, uh, Barry about in the uh, even news, and that he's going to see as a box to box player. I think that's I think everyone thinks is aware that that's probably his best qualities. Right. Um, Liam does mention I've tried to play as a, bo- a box to box midfielder from the day he signed, which I, I agree with. I think he has. Uh, at times he sat with with Benny in the midfield too, but for the majority of it, he has been Devlin has been very much kind of he kind of let him let him loose and just get about the pitch. I just don't think he's got the composure to be the the, the goal scoring box midfielder he is. And you look at the midfield as Liam says, Devlin at the moment will struggle to get in this team because you just look at the the defined roles that a lot of the players have. You, you've got to play either Grant or uh, Fraser because they bring a wee bit of creativity. Then you've got Benny as a six. It's either Benny or uh, Macaulay Tate that plays that six. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at it's between Callum Newhoff and Devlin for that other position. But Naismith, he talk, when he talks about Newhoff, he talks about the control he brings in midfield. And then in the interview he did with uh, with Barry for the news was he talked about the discipline of of Devlin, uh, like where to be on the pitch, what to do with the ball as well. So I just think he sees Callum Newhoff as a more reliable, trustworthy player who fits in with what the team needs and he wants at the moment. Aye, perhaps. I mean, I think that, <clears throat> yeah, don't get me wrong, like, Newhoff's an excellent form at the moment. And um, yeah, he, he, <clears throat> right now, yeah, he's, He's ahead of Devlin on merit, absolutely. Um, and while I do, I, I take the point about him. I think because I think there is a perception about Cami Devlin that um, he's wasteful on the ball, that he's not he's not particularly good to pass through the ball. Um, but I know that I think it was Tom Irving that pointed mm. this out um, that actually his passing stats are pretty good. Like <laughs> his passing accuracy and things like that, um, it's actually not too bad at all. Okay, he's not the kind of guy who's going to rake. 60 yard through balls or anything like that but he's, he's, he's pretty he's better in possession than people give him credit for i think i mean i, I am a big cammy devlin fan uh, i've just I, I really like him always have but certainly knowing half just now he's really really coming on to a game and like you see there is that kind of maturity and that composure around his performances recently which again we've not maybe seen in the first half of the season and um, i mean you know, one of the things that i've been really impressed with actually over the last few games is just the way when he's on the ball and somebody's closing him down an opponent. He's just 
got that um, that little drop of the shoulder and that just be able to just nudge the ball past him. And he's been doing that a lot recently. And it's, mm-hmm. I mean, Airdrie really, really struggled with that because I think mean, when people commit to the challenge with him, he's really good at reading that. And then just, like I say, just do a little drop of the shoulder and touch it to pass somebody. It's just a case of trying to do that, I suppose, in more in the final third where it can be more of an impact. If you can, you know, if you can beat a man in that area by doing that, then you're in on goal. If you do it in the midfield, then okay, you've got time to get your pass away, but or drive forward, but it's not the same kind of level of opportunity. So again, it's probably about trying to try to get Noonhoff to do that. The same sort of things he's doing at the moment, just try to do it a bit more advanced. But again, I think we are seeing that. I mean, particularly over the last few games, I think as well, you notice his runs a lot. He, you know, he has been running beyond the striker, beyond yeah. um, you know, the likes of Vargas and that even sometimes as well. He has been really getting forward and he's been getting He's been you know, covering some amount of grass over the last few games, or plastic, I suppose, on Sunday. But um, yeah, yeah, I think he's, like you say, he's a player who, at times this season, I've been watching him and I'm going, I don't really get it. Like, I don't I don't really know, like, what's his thing? You know, what's he good at? And I'm kind of going, oh, I don't, I'm not sure. But I think over the past, certainly over the past few games, we're starting to see that more and more and more. And I think this is what we needed to see from him, because I'm sure I've said this to you before, but you think of the first half of the season, how many times have you, has anyone walked away from a game and went, do you know what, Calm Noonhoff was brilliant tonight. Yeah. It was, it was always just like, oh, you know, so-and-so's had a great game, so-and-so's had a great game, and Calm Noonhoff, ah, oh, he was fine, yeah, he was good. I think the last few games, now you're starting to now you're starting to get, he was great tonight, or he was brilliant tonight. So it's really great to see. Um, it's really encouraging. And again, I think, like you, like you say, I think for the stages of the season, I've been... A little bit unsure about what Naismith exactly sees in him, but now we are starting to see that, and it's it, you know it's obviously always nice to see. I've been laughing at some of the the, the comparisons uh, to Callum Newhoff, and that uh, uh, source ne- networker compares them. He says it is a Gary McKay vibe, uh, vibe of him, of course, uh, record appearance holder, Hearts legend, and then Lewis Russell says. Uh, Adrian Morowiec rings a bell with uh, Callum. A uh, uh, very basic. Polish midfielder for context, James, and uh, who was once played up front because we didn't have any uh, any any strikers. Two very very different comparisons, but I loved it. I love them nonetheless. I think that Fraser makes a good point with with Devlin as Cami gives hundred percent, um, and it was that harsh midfield against Aberdeen looked missing, and we were praying for someone like Devlin. And I think mm. that's that's true. There's going to be games this season where that that first half against Aberdeen, uh, Devlin would have been perfect for that just because he is. It brings a bit more physicality. Just it makes a bit more chaos in midfield, and he's more disruptive. He's, he's more disruptive than anyone else in the team in a good way to the opposition. So yeah, there's there's always going to be these games in the season. And it, it was like you look at back early on in the season when we played Rangers a couple of times, and he, that he, he didn't play, and you're kind of wondering these are the games that you probably suit in and breaking mm-hmm. uh, breaking teams up. But uh, yeah, it's the good thing is it's it, it's. Um, Provides competition and it's a lot of decisions for Naismith to make. Want to bring in? Uh, you, you mentioned Vargas, and I think we've seen two forwards summer signings go in different directions. Certainly over the last the last few weeks, Vargas has been has been really good. He's found a bit more cons- a bit more consistency. He's been a lot more effective, a lot more productive. He was uh, li- like you talked about. He was he was really good yesterday for forty minutes, and I think that might have been the case. Like if we're in disposition, give him forty minutes get Tagawa another good opportunity against a, a team where he'll get space, he should get opportunities like he did against Spartans and uh, yeah, he's um, 
he didn't take his opportunity yesterday. No, no, I don't think he did. Um, I mean, part I'm, I'm a bit, I've got a bit of sympathy for him in that. I, I don't think he should be. I'd much rather seen him come on just up front, you know, rather than because he's playing on the right hand side to the point where he's almost playing as a winger for most of the game. Yeah. He's kind of hugging the byline and not really. You see how, how deep he, he got a couple of times in the uh, in the second half, and he gave the ball uh, away. Aye, uh, so he's kind of just like kind of on the periphery of the action and not really t- too heavily involved, I didn't think. I mean, he had a decent kind of dribble and shot towards the end of the game, which is nice because, again, it's one of those things we've not really seen much of at all. But, I mean, yeah, I remember at halftime, me and you both turned to each other and went, get to Gallo on because this is a yeah. great chance to, for him to try and, you know, just get a goal, lift his confidence, put in a performance. Because you look at Airdrie, like, obviously with the way that they play, they're not going to just park 10 men behind the ball and just go, all right, hey, you know, let's, let's damage limitation this. No, they're going to try and play. There's going to be space at our gaps. And, you know, that's presumably, like, from what we see in Tagawa, we th- you would think that's exactly the kind of game that suits him. But again, here we go. You know, he, he, he comes on. You can see a couple of times Shankland was, I don't think Shankland was particularly happy with him. I think maybe in terms of the runs he was making or not making. Um, so they're... <laughs> There was a frustration there, but again, it's another performance where he's come in, he's had 45 minutes, and come the end of it, oh, he's not really done much. I mean, to be fair, he's not done loads wrong either. I mean, mm-hmm. there were one or two misplayed, misplaced passes, which weren't great, but it's just for a forward player, it it just looked like football, the game was happening to him. It wasn't, it wasn't exerting any control or influence over it. He was just kind of there, and I think that's something we've seen a little too often this season, far too often this season from him. So, I mean, I'm wary because, you know, you look at somebody like, yeah, you look at the likes of Vargas or Neuenhoff or, you know, some of our signings have come in and, you know, maybe didn't adapt right away, but, you know, really come on to a game. And, you know, you'd like to think hopefully Tagawa can do that as well. Like, I don't think, it, I don't think Gihar's at the point yet where it's just completely write this guy off and shift him off, shift him on in the summer. But sooner rather than later, he is going to have to start contributing meaningfully in some way or another because there's only so many anonymous performances you can get away with before you do need to cut your losses. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Just so just reading uh, Ian's Ian's comment here that uh, his one one v one in his uh, in the first game of the season feels like a sliding doors moment, but he's at his first appearance, maybe gets that immediate confidence confidence mm-hmm. boost and that's Stuff like that is just it, it's so key moments in football that can that that, that can that can change uh, because as soon as you score your first goal, it's like okay, it, it just gives you time. Like a manager wins games, it gives you time, buys you credit, etc., etc. Individually, well, don't there's many. He did score against uh, Partick Thistle, mind. He did score against Partick Thistle. He did get one. He did get one. Yeah, in a in a very comprehensive uh, league cup success. Um, yeah. I don't there's many more individuals to speak about. Obviously, Craig Gordon came back in and yep. did well, p- p- pulled off uh, one great save when Airdrie were when Airdrie started well and had a couple of uh, created a couple of chances. Uh, Kai Rose came back in and um having been in the Asian Cup, Nathaniel Atkinson got some minutes. Probably the other one to really talk about because I mean Shanklin scored two. You talked about him as a number nine dropping in. Uh, nothing much more to say about him. But the only other one is probably Craig Halkett, is that he played obviously a blinding pass to Vargas for the for the second goal, but then had to go off injured with what looks like a knee. Well, what Nace was said was a knee injury. He said, hope it's not too serious. But yeah, that's, that's a real blow because it was always going to take 
how can a wee bit of time to get up and running just because you've missed 11 months, months, 11 months of football. I just think he's the type of player that probably needs a decent amount of time to find his, find his peak, which was always going to take a few games. He's been in and out of the team. He's been brought on as sub, etc., etc. But hopefully, if, if it is a more serious injury, that's an absolute massive blow and massively disappointing for him on a personal level as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed because like, you don't want to see any players get injured, but especially someone in, like that who's just come back from such a serious injury not that long ago. Um, so yeah, like, we'll keep we'll keep our fingers crossed for him again. Yeah, the ball for the for, for Vargas was absolutely was absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, that's the kind of pass, for instance, that I think Frankie Kent's been attempting quite a lot this season, and it's not quite came off. You know, so it's, it's nice to have like one of those centre halves that can play those kind of pinged balls forward uh, through. And um, I, I did think though before before he came off, Halkett, it was it was largely fine. But there was one moment where it was only a few minutes in, I think, when there was a kind of ball forward from Airdrie, and he made an absolute hash of it. And luckily, I think it would have been uh, Cochrane was maybe there to sleep up, or perhaps Len Bikis. I can't remember exactly who. But again, it was one of those moments where you thought, "Oh God, that was almost like you're just absolutely um, chucking one in for no reason." Um, so yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was good. Um, obviously, he only played twenty minutes or so, so it's hard to, yeah. you know, say anything too sweeping about it. But um, I, I thought again, actually, quick, quick word just for Alex Cochran. I thought he was excellent again. Oh yeah, yeah, yesterday. Um, Lembekis though, we'd be a wee bit disappointing. I think. Yeah. Um, there was times, certainly, like a few times early on, he'd get the ball and he'd try and beat his man and just kind of cheaply surrendered possession a few times. He did that quite a few times, and then another couple of times he hit balls into the box that were just a bit rubbish. Um, so ho- hopefully that's just a, a blip. He did. He, he looked. There was. A, he frustrated me because there was times he looked like he was playing with two left feet when he tried to take someone on, and there was other times where he he got one on one with someone, and then there was space. I just think you just knock it and run. You're quicker. You're quicker than uh, quicker than the opposite uh, the opponent. So just do it. So yeah, it was. It was. It was a wee bit more of an erratic erratic performance. The again, he can probably get away with it because it's Adrian's. But yeah, one to, one to keep an eye on. Again, it's good. Atkinson's back. There is loads of competition. So if players are not performing, there is someone there to, to, to step in. It's in a really good position. And obviously, ideally, Halkett's not as bad as... Uh, not nearly as bad as um, his previous injury. Maybe it's just maybe a couple of weeks. But then it's still a wee bit for Boyce and Mackay to come back. So Because we were, we were talking about the strength of the bench, that Sibic uh, couldn't, couldn't get on it. I think Haring still... Pick, uh, still got injury, so it's Oda as well. Didn't get on it. Was Oda not? Was Oda not on the bench either? Don't think so. Ah, pretty. I'm ninety nine percent sure. Now, now I feel like I'm going to make <laughs> made a mistake here, but um, I, I'm I'm sure he wasn't in the squad. Completely missed that. No, no, you're, you're right. Like you're there right. were one or two. I mean, obviously there's like some Macaulay Tate and Nathan Denham on the yeah. bench, but you know, obviously you compare it to. The last couple of weeks where it's you know there's been a couple of times the bench has been a lot of the academy players on it this time you looked at it and there's a lot of players on it who are probably quite upset they're not starting the game you know because that's probably where they see themselves in their hearts career so again it, just, it does show you that the strength of the squad and i think the last i think probably january and the start of february is always going to be the, the time when the squad is going to be really tested with rose and atkinson away at the cup uh, yeah. and obviously a couple of injuries kicking around the squad as well but you'd like to think now Hopefully, barring any massive injury crisis, the squad should be in pretty good shape between now and the end of the season. And like you say, there's lots of competition, lots of players who um, are you know are probably about 
the same sort of level, but maybe we just do different things and give Nasus different options. So I think the, I think the squad is in a really good place at the moment. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, right. yeah, just a couple, and it's a couple of things that's been mentioned. The comments Liam talked about how um, the first goal being threatening all season, that the numbers in the box we're getting now is is sensational, and then you've got a social networkers saying have gelled in a strong unit, players coming back, we'll have to be on top form to get into the match day squad, and that's it. I think that's. You've seen the development that we've had to play with a back three for a uh, for a fair t- uh, fair while. I think back four is probably here to stay now. Largely, I think that gives you the best attacking options, get more numbers in the final thirds. And I just think that's having been able to go back to that, having gone through the period where you've gone in the back three, you've provided us, you've won games, solid foundation. Now, with players understanding what's expected of them, the roles more, you can be a bit more expansive and be. Um, just kind of trust players to perform and accept the demands on them in terms of an attacking and defensive uh, mindset. We won't talk about the Green and Martin game because it's still well a month away and we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it, but a good draw nonetheless. An exciting draw, I would imagine it'll be uh, maybe potentially a Friday night BBC tie. But just to kind of finish up on this game in general, I actually really enjoyed it. And I think it was Leo mentioned it in the... Uh, in the comments, the shout out to the the, the class Astro Turf yesterday looked one of the best four G's first surfaces I've seen. We spoke about this for ages because it looked it generally looked from our vantage point it was just a really really good grass pitch, just because the way the turf went into the uh, the Astro Turf like around the pitch and it just there was two very different distinct green colours and the one that the Hearts played on was 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 grass like and it, you compare it to the ones at Levy and Kilmarnock, night and day, that they just aesthetically look they look terrible. Whereas the one at Airdrie looked absolutely phenomenal phenomenal and the ball seemed to move really well. And I think that that fed into what was a really enjoyable game for the large part. Obviously Airdrie, like you said, didn't sit in. They stuck to their guns. They wanted to play the way they wanted to. And yeah, they, I thought they'd started really well, had a few chances and it just made for just for made made for an enjoyable game enjoyable game of football. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean like okay the the drama of oh, which way is it going to go? That was kind of the sting that was taken out of that. Like when whenever Newenhoff scored and it's three, and you go, okay, fine. But it was still an enjoyable game to watch. Again, like, you know, um, there was you know there was basically whether it was not it was, maybe it was, whether it was the Hearts right back that's got the ball or the Airdrie left back or the Airdrie centre half or the Hearts centre half. There was always play going on around there. You know, there's lots of short passes, lots of pressing, and all that kind of stuff. There wasn't too much of just ah, just let him have the ball and we'll sit back and hold our shape. It was. Lots of little movements all over the park, which makes for a fun game, makes it entertaining. Um, and yeah, credit to Adrian, you know. Um, obviously, at 1 0, they hit the bar. They, they, that, obviously, that could easily go in, and who knows what happens from there. Um, but yeah, I think they play good football. And like you say about the pitch as well, I mean, you know, the way that McCabe wants to play, they couldn't play that way if they were, if they were playing at Almondville or, or Rugby Park. You know, it's like you, you need a good pitch in order to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, yeah, really nice surface. Um, and yeah, entertaining game. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't obviously there was five goals. Yeah, that's great. But um, even just like the bits, the bits that, were, that weren't chances were still good to watch. You know, yeah. like even it's just I defense playing it around the back and or in midfield playing it around the back, just looking for little gaps to make. So um, no, yeah, really, really encouraging. Uh, really enjoyed it. And Joe, you know as well, I'll say this: Airdrie, great strip as well. I do like it. I like. I like. I like the. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I like that nobody else has really done that. You know, I think that's quite cool. So I'll, yeah. I'll give uh, it. Yes, it's it was lovely to watch it for a whole variety of reasons. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, James, thank you very much. And thank you very much, everyone, for listening and continue to support and subscribe. There is plenty of content up on the website and up on coming up this week on heartstandard.co.uk. So be sure to check that out. I will leave it on the I will leave leave it on this message from Craig 2702. I don't think I've ever been more confident in a winning cup than I have this season, genuinely. I, I, I want to buy into your enthusiasm, Craig, so fingers crossed. Goodbye. Bye-bye.